At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Yes, it is a Thursday edition. You are watching. You are consuming a Thursday on the middle here. Nothing new, nothing different, nothing crazy, nothing wacky. That's Super Bowl champion NBC sports analyst Barrett Brooks at Barrett Brooks 72 NBTS. Harry Mays at Harry Mays TU. And I'm at Shander Show as we welcome you in. We'll be joined by Sports Map Radio in six minutes. And Harry asked a very interesting question before we began about the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. We also have the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles named as number one, the top. And you don't want to be number one. You don't want to be the first guy on this list. According to ESPN, the most disappointing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So How about that? At it, gentlemen, where would you like to start? Carson Wentz being the most disappointing quarterback in the NFL or this team and Harry's great question about if they could even win four more games despite Carson Wentz's struggles, just looking at that schedule. It's crazy, but here we are in a well, bye week, mind you. Yeah, right, right. And you know it's a slow week, I mean, for us, because there is no Eagles game. But I look at ESPN.com and I pull it up, and uh, leading off the website is a picture of this blonde soccer player. I'm assuming he's Dutch. Oh, I thought uh, Why Dortmund's Erling Haaland could become the football's goat. So when that leads off your website of uh, the the worldwide leader in sports, you know it's kind of a slow week, right? No disrespect well, to soccer, yeah. but I I mean yes, but then you look at what's happening on these top headlines, and it's nothing remotely close to Dortmund. No, and Holland. It's we, COVID. Yeah, it's COVID. It's the Dolphins. It's the Dolphins and the Niners. I mean, it's, it's basically every single head, every single headline, except for a serious one regarding LeBron James has to do with the NFL. So I, yeah, I, I don't know why it's almost like they know people are coming for the NFL. So let's give them Dortmund's Erling Haaland just as, you know, because I, I don't know, maybe they sold that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, but even like you said, the dolphins are two of the headlines for the NFL. Now that's there. There's one of the, they're one of the most least interesting teams in the NFL, right? 
Well, you won a game yeah. with a guy throwing for under 100 yards. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Will Tua crack the century mark this Sunday? That would be the question. <laughs> well, that, that's the number one headline is that they're not auditioning Tua. But, you know, I, I guess it's good that it's not the Eagles. Look, I'm glad that the number one headline is something about Brian Flores and not this story that they're pumping up that Wentz is the most disappointing quarterback. Like, I would not want that as the top headline this morning showing up on ESPN. That would well, be They are is flying under the radar right now. Yeah, yeah the, the Eagles are. They're flying under the radar, yeah. so I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, now, now is that a true headline? Is, has Carson Wentz been the most disappointing quarterback in the NFL? You are what your stats say you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I want winners. <laughs> He's got, what, 16 turnovers total between fumbles lost and interceptions, I believe, bad. right? Absolutely right. ridiculous. It's really yeah. bad. Um, I, I would think so. You know, it's tough because who else is in the running here, right? Is Gardner Minshew truly disappointing <laughs> that their team is not playing well? No, that's kind of expected. No. Right. Now, I, I would say – Cam Newton would be in that conversation. Yeah. How fair is it to put Cam and Carson? Like, does Cam not get a break because he was coming back from missing all but two games last year? I I don't know, but at least there's something in that conversation. But yeah, yeah. Cam would be in there. Look, the Texans are one in six, but you can't say Deshaun Watson because he's been playing well despite for the majority of it. Looking around, you know, just and he lost his best receiver in the yeah. offseason. <laughs> exactly right. Right. Well, John- how about Daniel Jones? They haven't, I mean, they have one, they've won one game. How much expectation, Barrett, did you have for D- Daniel Jones in the first place coming in this season? Absolutely not, but he's still playing better than Carson right now. Yes, he's playing well. No. I try to sneak it by you, Harry. Yeah, they're, they're kind of neck that. and neck right there. But Carson <laughs> right. comes in like Carson comes in with expectation. I don't know how much I, Kirk Cousins. Kirk now, Cousins. Okay, right, Kirk Cousins. Right, right, right. But think of this: how much exp- did you have? Well, I think it's fair. I think we had pretty high expectations that Kirk Cousins could be a quarterback on a playoff team again, like he was last year. So I would put Cousins in there. Yeah, because I think the Vikings are the most disappointing team in the NFL thus far halfway through. Yes, absolutely. I mean, their projector was to at least compete in their division. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be a toss-up between them and and, uh, the Packers. But both have, have, I mean, uh, at this point, you know, the running game is just starting to get, you know, Become a something that you have to fear. So it might make Carson, I mean, uh, might make Cousins a little better than what he is right now with Matt that running Ryan, game. I mean, it's not really his fault, right? Guys right. are hurt around him. The defense is absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. They are scoring points. Yeah, you know, well, Trees would be like a, a second level conversation, but Goff. I mean, yeah, I was thinking about that too, but they're still winning games and. Mm. Some of those, some of those, not all, but some of those wins, he helped. <laughs> what about Garoppolo? Yeah, I, I mean, he got Garoppolo. benched. Yeah, all right. Let's let's right? keep going here. We're joined by the network. This that's an interesting combo. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Media. Hello. Uh oh. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Schechter, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yes, as of right now, 
we have Thursday night football. I don't think it's going to change. The lines are back up. That's a pretty good indicator. And as the nation awaits word on something else, we here are still awaiting word on Thursday. But it doesn't look like by any means this game is going to be postponed as they're going to get it in. As an old phrase can now be more from get you in to get it in. They're going to get you in. Right. So now we have Thursday night football. We have trying to make sense of a game that on at least the surface doesn't have much appeal to it. Our own guy, we were hinting at this in the start of the show, phillyvoice.com slash the middle is how you can watch as we begin at the top of each hour. And we're live. We don't break on the stream. As ESPN, thank you folks up there in Bristol, have dubbed our own here in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, the most disappointing quarterback of the year. And although it's a bye week for us, it's never an off week for, you know, looking at expectations. But we do have a a football game tonight. And it is also, you know, another thing, too, and I want to get into this because I, I can't imagine how this thing plays out. But, you know, Antonio Brown has been living with Tom Brady. Yeah. And this isn't like <laughs> the Tom Brady household that has the kids and Giselle in it. Right. This is like, you know, Bachelor minus the extracurricular, we believe. You know, it's like Bachelor Brady and Antonio Brown. Right. And that's not an odd couple. And and I don't know who wins or or technically loses in that either. Yeah, I don't know either, but that that would be an interesting sort of um you know, big brother kind of show, you know, we have cameras in there and let's, you know, just see what that's all about. Cause I'm curious, you know, I mean, Tom Brady's he's been married for a long, long time. He's been living with Giselle for a long time with kid. What's that like to readjust at that age to being a bachelor? Oh, it's going to be totally different for, especially for, you know, uh, a guy like AB he's going there. He's looking for the Moet and everything else. And, you know, strawberries to put in Moet and, Brady said, "Well, I've never eaten a strawberry before. You is know, it's just not what I put in my body. It's got to away, away, whatever it is, man. You know, away. Three minutes. Do you see John McMullen's Twitter? No, what happened? He now? puts out some good ones, man. Cam Inman, who reports for the 49ers uh, verified Twitter feed, puts out all the guys that are out for the Niners. And it, as you know, it's a long list, yeah. right? Yeah. A who's who, really good names. <laughs> McMullen quote tweets that and goes, why are we doing this again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> TV rights fees. <laughs> it's like, really, why are they playing this game tonight? Wow. Well, Who's playing for San Francisco? Nobody. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not the first time that a team has been decimated by injury. What does McMullen want? Well, it's injury and it's COVID, too. It's just, you know, yeah, guys what, are unavailable. guys do they have out with COVID, too? Um, the Packers have guys out. The Packers have. But is Jones playing? All the running backs, right? No. Yeah, all the running backs are out. Except for one. Uh, what's his name? Um was it uh, Tyler Irvin, I think, is the only one playing? So I'm just Joe, looking at 49ers guys here. Garoppolo, Mostert, Coleman, Wilson, Samuel, Ayuk, Bourne, Hurd, well, Kittle, COVID, yeah. Williams, left tackle, Garland and Richburg, the center, Bosa, Ford, Ansah, and Blair at defensive ends, Thomas. Ziggy. Damn. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, this is a long list. Not Ziggy. Right, and Ziggy Ansa. Ziggy yeah. Ansa, yeah. I got the NBC Gold up. 
watching a little Houston Open. Oh, yeah? Did you sign up for that? I did back when there was um, when Tiger's first event was it Memorial. It was something where I signed up because you couldn't watch Tiger on TV until the weekend. And I was doing this show in this slot. I was like, wow. ridiculous. So I bought it and then put it up on the stream for people to watch. And that's when YouTube came on, down on me, threatened to. Delete my <laughs> oh, yeah, they would. Screw them. How about uh, Don Collins uh, stalking you, man? No, no, no. Don't, don't. <laughs> what happened? Huh? I don't know who's watching. <laughs> well, what house are you in, man? That's a nice. That's a nice crib. Not bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here you can see a little more of it this way if I zoom out. Mm-hmm. You got a, you got a piano. Not Is bad. that a Steinway? It's a Stein, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's the stock green screen photo. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm getting the green screen now, man, just because I saw everything you can do with it now. Oh, Isn't yeah? Great? Yeah. Isn't it great? Look at that green screen. <laughs> Moving up in the world, learn how to bet green and screen. green screens and everything. How about uh did you see the uh did you see the um the tweet about ESPN letting more people yeah, go? 200 people or something? Is that, yeah, is that what I saw? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Not renewing contracts. is the middle on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto Parts studios here's Aton shander barrett brooks and harry mays uh you know on this day in 2011 a 25 yard field goal in overtime gave top ranked lsu a 9-6 win over at the time number two alabama can you imagine watching that game i watched it and in fact i know where i was and who i was with that night i was with our mutual buddy dan schwartzman oh he's a huge bama honk yes he's a bama honk years working down there in huntsville and now considers himself a bama like nick kale has more allegiance and credibility to bama than schwartzman well, that's whose house we were at, Nick Kale's house. We drove up to Le- Lehigh oh, Valley, and he hosted a little party, and me and Schwartzman showed up to watch that awful football game and a battle of field goals. I'll do you one better. I was inside the truck producing that were game. Were you? Look at this. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. You were yeah. working for Espen at the time, producing <laughs> yep. that game in the truck. Inside the truck, yeah. Now, Schwartz- did, you, did you have, like, smelling salts or something to keep you awake during that <laughs> No, I was doing my thing, man. I'm producing. I was a, uh, I'm a graphics producer also, so I do all the X's and O's, and you know, and I communicate back and forth with uh, who was that at the time? Was that was that was that Tesla tour then or uh, Nestler? No, it was yeah, Nestler. It was, it was, it was, it was Nestler. Blackledge and Nestler. That's who yeah, it was. I, I yeah. bet it was. Blackledge yeah, and Nestler. Yeah, mm-hmm. you knew that though, Harry, about Barrett that he got to start behind the scenes in the truck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I knew I knew I knew he worked in the truck. Yeah. yeah. Look at yeah, that. I was in the truck. Paying my dues, man. I, I had no shame on me because that's right around the time where that would have made total sense bringing that up. But just right. thinking about that game itself and then look at that. So you go yeah, well, Schwartzman to Barrett in the truck. Yeah. And Schwartzman interviewed Nick Kale's wife the entire night. I'm out. You know, you know, you know how he used to do that. He'd just like ask question after question. I'd be I like, "Will you shut up and watch the game? Will you, will you just shut will up? You just shut up." 
Oh my god! I tell you what, there was some good food out there too. I mean, great food. Yeah. Did they have? Did they give you food in the truck itself, or did you have to get out and go to like craft services? No, I got out and went out to the tailgaters. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so you were out and about with the tailgaters. Good for oh, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you name it, man. I mean, they had alligator out there. Yeah, that game was at LSU, right? Yeah. And yep. Yeah. That's so got to be oh. one crazy tailgate. Man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got a real tiger out there, number one. Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, you're tailgating, and they have barbecue grills like you have the roasted pig. They're roasting right. in, they roasted an alligator. <laughs> So I'm eating the alligator, man. It was it was unbelievable. Was it good? Oh, unbelievable! It really? Was, it what was juicy? Like? Oh yeah, chicken. No, it it, it yeah, it does. Seriously, <laughs> it tastes oh, like chicken. Can you a better it, chicken? Or is it like more like white fish, where it's like you know, like a halibut or something, where it's tough? No, 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 no. It's 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 like um, wow. I mean, it has the consistency of chicken, hmm. you know. And it gets white when it's cooked. It doesn't, you know, get, you know, it's not like a, a beefy type of taste. It's more of a chickeny, mixed beefy. Yeah, alligator is a different like, type uh, of taste. I could see like a gator po' boy, you know, something like right. that. Fried gator is amazing. Fried gator. Amazing. See, this is what you miss down at, at LSU. You don't have tailgates like that up here at TU, Harry. Man. No, 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 no. You guys didn't break the gator out. No. You guys ever been to, to uh, Ole Miss? No, the, the Grove. No. The Grove is yeah. unreal. I'm I'd you. love to go there. Well, you Some of their you toured everywhere when you were working for ESPN. You you weren't strictly SEC though, right? Well, at the time, um, during that time, I was SEC, and at that time, they had Oregon had a really good team also around that. You know, just Got before it. that, yeah. before that Chip came, right? Oh no, yeah. So was, I was with uh, Chip. Yeah, pre-Chip. Yep, yeah, it was pre-Chip. So I was um. I was doing – we do a lot of Oregon games, but most of our games, you know, because we always get the number two show. Game day mm -hmm. got the number one. We always got the number two. Blackledge and, you know, those guys, they were, they're they still, a, you know, one of the best crews out there. So we would do those big-time games, man. And, I, I mean, I saw some great football during my tenure with them. I mean, I great football in that truck. That's so, you mean – Man, to travel and, and just hang and pop into these tailgates, honestly – all right, so, one more thing. We went to Ole Miss, like, and we go to this this catfish place. Mm -hmm. Now everybody's saying, "Oh, you are gonna go to this catfish?" I'm like, "Catfish? Eh, I'm not really a big fan." But we go to, we make a reservation. We go. We get there. It's still an hour and a half waiting line. Uh, when we get there, mm -hmm. there are so many people there tailgating before they go in to eat. They're tailgating, <laughs> drinking beers, tailgating before they get into the restaurant. You get to the restaurant. It's like an old post office. I mean, like you, if you brush your brush your arm against the wall. You probably gonna have to go get a, 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 a tetanus shot. Tetanus shot, you know, an infection in your. I mean, it, it looks gross, but you go in there, man. It's, the food was amazing. Really amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get this going because I saw this adjusted win total before the show started. Oh, yeah? uh, our, our buddy Jimmy Shapiro sends out those emails and, and you know, Shapiro, Shapiro, whatever. He will, he will correct you, sir. Really? Yes. All right. Well, Shapiro, my apologies. <laughs> and I looked at the Eagles. The adjusted win total down from nine to six and a half. Okay. Now they've got three wins. So I looked, I'm looking at that schedule and I'm saying, you know, can I absolutely pick out four wins on that schedule to get them to seven? And I tell you, it's not easy. No, I, you know, I immediately thought of Dallas when you said adjusted win total. This whole division has been crushed 
but the Eagles are really relying on the NFC East right now to stay as bad as they are in order to get those four wins. But they're really coming. It's only three that they have left. They have the Giants, the Cowboys, and Washington. Yeah, Dallas is down to four and a half yeah, from nine and a half. The Eagles from nine and a half to six and a half. <laughs> that's everything. Is what crazy. is going on? Yeah. Man. Think about that. We're going into the season, and I was thinking, man, we at least, at the very least, had 10, 10 11 wins. I mean, thinking of what they had and in, 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 the, in their repertoire, offensive line, and then all of a sudden things just start falling apart in May. You know, Brandon Brooks is down, and then it just goes downhill after that. What are we doing, man? <laughs> Carson is, is is the worst quarterback in our division right now. No, right. he's the most disappointing quarterback in the NFL, according to ESPN. I can't do it, man. I can't say that, man. I, I, I well, I've seen him do it before. I mean, that's and that's what makes it so hard for me. I've seen him do it before, so now I'm confused. I'm like, I mean, was was that just in a mirage? You know, I mean. Was that shake and bake? You know, the magic man? You know, now you see me, now you don't? Who is he? Not Don Mikowski. Wasn't he the magic man? Wasn't oh, that's the- a- <laughs> You ever seen Talladega Nights? No. You've never seen Talladega? You talk to me all the time about movies. You've never seen Talladega Nights? I'm out on Will Ferrell. That just happened. I can't believe it. Why are you out on Will Ferrell? Uh, he's he's a poor man's Adam Sandler, and I'm out on Sandler. <laughs> no. You never saw brothers eat stepbrothers eat, have you? No, I did because I I, I respect John C. Riley's work. Dude, okay. Anchorman was great. <laughs> yeah, but Anchorman, okay, like old school, Anchorman was great for other people because of other people. Like Will, Will Ferrell could not have been in that movie and it still would have been iconic. Same thing with old school. Like Will Ferrell was like the first or second guy off the bench for me in old school. There were so many great people and roles in it. And I thought, you know, even well, oh, yeah, old school. He had a he had a you know, a sort of it was a, like a what do you call that an ensemble cast, right? Yeah. He's in a lot of those movies, and I I think he's good in that where he's not like a star. Hmm. But I mean that movie with the other guys was it with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, I never man. saw that. Let's jump for the bushes. <laughs> there's just, just a lot. Yeah, there's just a lot of bad Will Ferrell. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now John C. Riley is the co-star of Talladega Night. He's in Talladega Nights as well, Ron. Yeah, he's in a lot of his movies. Yeah, bro. That, yeah, I can't well, believe you guys. Step Brothers. I, I only brought that up because you're like I, you're a John C. Riley fan. I'm like, well, why did you watch Talladega Nights then? Because it's too much Will Ferrell in that. It is not. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, the, the, just the two kids alone, the two his two sons in that movie are just unbelievable, creating, man. Creating anarchy. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's the legend of Ricky Bobby. Come on, man. Is that Talladega Nights? Is that yeah. the same movie? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't sit there. Like, Will Ferrell will not entertain me. Other people in that movie will. Bro. It'll come back. It's like Owen Wilson. It mm. always comes back to Owen Wilson with that weird-looking nose on screen, and I yeah. can't do it. I don't like him. I can't do Owen Wilson. It I like Luke really Wilson. for me to get to, uh, what was that? Not Meet the Fockers, but the first one. Uh, meet the parents. Was that, I don't know. Was that what it's called? Meet the parents. I don't know. I can't stand Owen Wilson. Yeah, but I mean that was a really funny movie with Ben Stiller in it, and he was in it, and I I nearly didn't. Oh, you talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one when he was when they're supermodels. What was that? 
Oh, that's Zoolander. Zoolander. <laughs> I, I don't need Owen Wilson in my life. All right. I don't need him in my life. Now, are you taking the over here? Are you going to go over six and a half? Or well, that's what I got to I got to get through because I'm looking at the schedule and I was talking this over with Barrett before the show. Like, OK, at the Giants uh, off the bye. Can you really say that's a lock? I can't. Just because of the bye. But I mean, considering how they played against Tampa Bay, I mm-hmm. mean, they played great against Tampa Bay. I mean, Blake Martinez was was like, uh, you know, unblockable that game. Mm-hmm. And if they play anywhere near the way they played, they're going to blow the Eagles out if they play like they played against Tampa Bay. Now, can they do it again? I don't I, I don't know if they could really go out and 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 play the same way they did against Tampa Bay. But this Eagles team, if, if well, let me, let me no, let me rephrase this. If our quarterback can't get it together, mm-hmm. this team could really get blown out. Because mm-hmm. I think the team has enough talent at this point to play very well. But we need our star player to play like a star. I agree with you. Now, you, if you look at the four the four games that could be possible wins, you'd say at the Giants, at Cleveland, and that's no lock, nope. at the Cowboys, and at Washington. Because if you're going to say Seattle, Green Bay, Saints, and at the Cardinals, I'm going to say no, 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 no. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think that they have division games locked in and then the one that hangs over is Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I mean, it basically comes down to Philadelphia, Cleveland and who wins that game. And then if the Eagles win that game, they're going to go over six and a half. If they don't, then they'll finish six, nine and one. Well, I mean, I think they have a fighting shot playing against um, the Saints because they haven't played well at all this year. And if they could just shut down um, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I think they have a legitimate shot. That's a big yeah, ask. You know, that's this, a huge ask. Yeah, this, though the, the Saints, the Saints are like you know how we have this a lot. And we'll break in a sec here, but you know how we have this a lot where there are bad teams and every and you even said it. I think to start the show, as far as you are, what your record is, and you use that a lot to kind of explain away or try to explain why a team that looks really good but is you know two and eight is still two and eight. Saints are the opposite, and and they're much more of a rare scenario in the NFL because a lot of times you have a team that's playing or looking like they're playing well, but their record is terrible. The Saints are the opposite, where they're still winning games. I'm with you, Barrett, where they're not playing their best football, but they're still finding ways to win games, and I think right. beating a bad team, that's where my concern would be is, are the Eagles still a bad team at that point? Maybe. They're getting healthier. Yeah, I keep hearing. I've been hearing that for three years. Eagles get healthier, get healthier. <laughs> it's like construction on the Northeast Extension. Been listening to that for the last 16 years. About yeah, it. it'll be done soon. Yeah, don't worry. You'll have lanes up to Allentown. You'll be cruising left and right. Um, I'm glad you said that, man. That, 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 that was great right there. <laughs> slash the middle, how you watch. We don't break. I'm sure people are upset about the will... Farrell, Wilson, whatever, slander. That's fine. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll take it. I'm still not going to watch Talladega Nights. That just happened. You have we to. We also have a conspiracy theory that I read that I wanted to throw at you at some point today that has to do with our new favorite show on television. So you're watching the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and on Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. 
while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. The, 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 middle. the middle. Are you calling him Yannick because you can't pronounce Ngakwe? Or is he like a soccer player to you that is good enough to be called by his first name only? It's not like he's share status. Right. Where he has deserved his own or name. Ronaldo. Right. That's right. probably, yeah, because you went yeah. soccer, so I should have stayed soccer and not gone share. But I do think, right, that we're talking about a guy who's probably just more known as yeah. Yannick right. than Yannick Ngakwe or just Ngakwe or that guy who was disgruntled in Jacksonville. Although Cher on that battleship, on that video that she did a ton of years ago, man, I still go back to that. that now we got Cher. Just, yeah. Now we, we transfer. If I can turn Cher. back time, isn't that the song? Are, are you that in on the Cher video? Like, I couldn't tell you a Cher. Yeah, video. yeah. If I could turn back time, it was on this battleship. I'm watching it right now. The Middle with Aton Shanders, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. All right. Got a minute here. 28.50. Now, Rothstein just sent me a text. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he has a scenario that he's cooked up where week 17... It's all for all the marbles that both Washington and the Eagles are tied for win totals. That sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> it's not that out of the question. Right. The point. He's got the Eagles beating the Giants and Cleveland, losing to Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona, beating Dallas, and then needing to beat Washington. The uh, Redskins, Washington beats the Giants, loses to Detroit, beats Cincinnati and Dallas, loses to Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Seattle, beats Carolina, and needs to beat the Eagles. Hmm. How about how's that for week 17 drama? That would be amazing. I'd really be working there. Yeah. Listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Thursday night football. We have a game so far, so good. Looked at how the, these adjusted win totals have come out. And I have questions regarding the a couple of other teams, including a team that's also in this state. And I already saw that there is a a couple of different props out there on both the Jets and the Steelers. Steelers Uh, adjusted win totals 13 and a half. Well, think about this. If you take them over 13 and a half, Mm -hmm. you might as well just place a bet on them going 16 and 0. Yeah. I mean, think about it. And and I'll go back. I'll use Barrett's comment yesterday about why Pittsburgh won't have a letdown against Dallas and their history and their coach and just how everything really is as far as the culture over there. Unless you're sitting guys on purpose 
And I imagine that they'll still be fighting for, with Kansas City for that top seed. Yeah. Unless you're sitting guys on purpose across the board, Pittsburgh's going to be in every single game. And they're good enough to win every single game. Mm-hmm. Considering the fact that, you know, that, you know, it's, it's a the way the franchise thinks of themselves, that puts them in that type of t- um, position. Also understanding that this has been probably his last hurrah. Yeah. And, you know, just understanding you know, the dynamics of, you know, when teams play against the Steelers, you know, it's, it's, it's different when you're playing against the Steelers as opposed to playing with, you know, just anybody else. Just yeah. like the same way with New England. When you thought of New England with, with Tom Brady there, you just think, all right, how do we not lose? Because they're going to beat us. We got to figure out a way to not beat ourselves going in. Right. Now they've got Dallas, of course, on the road to this weekend. Then they've got Cincinnati. At, at Jacksonville, right? Cincinnati home at Jacksonville. Ravens home. Well, Washington home. Now, now Ravens is Sunday night football. That's a tough game. Baltimore comes in looking to avenge, and maybe that works to Pittsburgh's favor. That Baltimore is going to come in with a full head of steam, trying to even that series up and try and gain some ground. We would think on Pittsburgh. So that probably reinforces how much Pittsburgh is going to play that game, right? Well, is that is that Thursday night football? Is that Thanksgiving night? Oh, you're right. I, I think it's a Thanksgiving night game. NBC, and I immediately jumped to, you're right. I think I think it is. I'm not positive, but it sounds about that time of year. Yeah, um, 15, 7, 22nd. It would be the 29th, so yes. Okay, so at uh, Ravens at home on Thanksgiving. Then they've got an ex- extended you know time off. They don't play till December the 6th. When they wow. have the red uh, Washington at home, then right. at well, Buffalo, that's a big yeah. game. At Buffalo's big game. That that circle that game because there that game I think might be the one. And this is now Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. You're in Buffalo. That's that's a tough game. I mean, I think Buffalo beat Seattle this yeah. weekend. So that's, yeah, that's a good game this week. Buffalo yeah. Seattle. Yeah, you think yeah. they're gonna beat them? I think Buffalo. Yeah, I, I think Buff. Look, there's so much pressure on Buffalo right now to turn this thing around and, and get one of those wins. And I think Seattle is, is not going to take them lightly. I just think they cruise. And, uh, they're, they're, it, you know, Josh Allen, that team can put up points. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like Seattle in a situation where they're across the country having to put up 40 points to beat a team. Um, not to say that, you know, I think Seattle is broken or anything like that. I just feel like this is there's more of a I need this game now for Buffalo than there is Seattle. What What is I got to check the weather in Buffalo on Sunday? Let's well, see hold what on. The, that, that second to last game for Pittsburgh, because then you're at Cincinnati. You would expect them to. That's Monday night football. So you would expect them to on the big stage. I mean, you go from Sunday night football to Monday night football. So they'll beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. They mm-hmm. have the Browns in Cleveland, the final game of the season. And we don't know. I mean, if they're 15 and 0 at that point, maybe they do sit Ben, Connor, some other guys, and it becomes more of a game. But we know that backups are still going to fight. You might have guys out there thinking, hey, I'm auditioning for a job next year on a team. Right. Half ass this. The exactly. one game, yep. right? So the one game, though, before that, the Colts. Right. You're in Pittsburgh. The Colts defense is going to travel. They've already proven they can travel. Boy, I wonder if at 14 and 0, they just get beat by a team that's not necessarily better than them guys, but just a really good team in Indianapolis. Well, you know, I don't know if you can say that they're not necessarily better. I, I, Indianapolis is definitely 
playing underneath expectations or, you know, what they have to, to offer. Just like you said, defensively, they're really good defensively. And they're one of the few teams that can match them, um, you know, player for player as far as, you know, man for man on the defensive side of the ball. Hmm. Now, offensively, if Rivers has any semblance of a game and, and, and wanting to fight, you know, this could be a huge game. Uh, he can't. He can't get the ball deep anymore, though. No. And, and playing that game, <laughs> that game is in. And I love him. Don't get me wrong, but that game's in Pittsburgh in late December. It's going to be cold and windy. That stadium gets very windy. Yeah. It'll be a tough spot for Philip Rivers. You know the uh, tough spot. <laughs> <laughs> but the bu- the weather in Buffalo this weekend is going to be gorgeous, mid sixties. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't really uh, no swirling winds or anything along those lines. Uh, nothing that I, I can see. Shootout, to be honest with you, I just think that the shootout in this way favors Buffalo. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be close. It'll probably be a two-three point game. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the fact that it goes over with that. All right. So coming up, you brought this up in the break, and let's do this when we get back. We also should talk about this thing with Antonio Brown because it's really funny and the jokes just write themselves. But our buddy Ryan Rothstein, locally here on 1490 AM Sports mm-hmm. Betting Radio, where you can hear this show, The Middle, each and every day, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1. Ryan, of course, on evenings, 10 to 1, where he presented a scenario. And I feel bad for everybody out there because the likelihood of this scenario coming to fruition is probably more true than not. And that means that there's going to be some value, some forced value in the NFC East at the last game of the season that people are going to have to watch. You watch with all the stuff that's already decided. You watch NBC will flex this. They'll game. flex it to the night game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you all about that one coming up. Unbelievable, man. We, we got to start looking a little bit. You know, there's a pretty big game Friday night in college football, not only mind you for a team, but for that team's quarterback. And The odds, the books, the line, nothing has, you know, it's funny. Nothing has moved as far as what's happened with Clemson and Trevor Lawrence Mm -hmm. outside of a little bit of a budge on the Heisman. But keep an eye out. Pretty big game Friday night. And Friday, we're not going to have time to talk about it. So might as well sneak it in today. Busy program. Some point, we'll have to talk about this game tonight. I'm not as disappointed, I think, as Harry is that the game's being played, but We'll see if Barrett's somewhere in the middle. That's where you are, phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, two minutes. So you're talking about BYU Boise State, aren't you? Yeah. 
Oh, that that game's got you all over it. You, you love that quarterback from BYU on a Friday night. What the hell oh. else are you going to be doing? Nine forty-five. That's a, that's on the blue turf too. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Smurf turf. BYU you know, uh, is seven and zero right now. If they go undefeated, they're in the playoffs. At this point, you know the biggest thing I like about that blue turf is one we and you know I did one game there. And I woke up the next morning, you know, to go do the game. And there was like ducks and geese sitting on a field, you know, dead mm. because they think it's water. Well, they think so it's they water come in, and they dive they in for a landing. Yeah, they're coming in yeah. for a landing and they, they yeah, yeah, they, no about that. yeah, yeah, it's pretty messed up. I'm, I'm not, I don't like that. I liked it. I'm, I'm not saying I liked it, but that's it was bizarre, just crazy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Bizarre. Have all these lame ducks and geese. <sighs> I'm still, I'm still a little excited about this Michigan Indiana game. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, only because I think Indiana's going to win. But... I want to see Michigan get smoked. Yeah, I don't. I, I will not be happy watching Michigan win. I'm so disappointed and pissed off with Jim Harbaugh, and and that I mean he, he stinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the keys to the city. What do you guys think about this Florida Georgia game? I like Florida. So do I. Between the hedges. Oh yeah, you like Florida now? Yeah. I thought you were on Georgia. No, I I didn't make an opinion on that before. I like Florida. SMU lines moved. They've been off for a while, haven't they? Florida, right? Yeah. Well, one game. Here we go. Yeah, I think so. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. The only teams that had zero change in their projected win totals were Baltimore and Chicago. Everybody else has moved and... Rightfully so, when you see some adjustments made by teams that have overshot, or maybe even in the case of the NFC East, undershot their value. So I mentioned this bizarre scenario that is happening down in Tampa Bay that we should definitely talk about because it it does have reality show written all over Mm -hmm. it. But before that, our buddy Ryan in AC texted you a scenario that could play out And again, I I said this in jest before we broke on the network, but there is some truth to it where if the Philadelphia Eagles and Washington football team are locked in a winner take all for this (laughs) god awful, wretched division, a pillow fight, that (laughs) may be the guy he might have called it ahead of time and not even known about it. But what is this scenario? How does it play out? All right, he he sends this to me, Ross Dean, and he's he's he got all the teams from now on to the end of the year. Uh, he says odds for the division: Philly is minus two sixty five, Washington plus three seventy five. So with the Washington football team, he's got them beating the Giants in their next game, losing to Detroit, beating Cincinnati and Dallas back to back, then losing. That mean they sweep Dallas. 
then losing to Pittsburgh and San Francisco and Seattle three weeks in a row. Okay. Beating Carolina. Whoa. I, I, that's where I get off the train there. Carolina. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you think Carolina, Carolina's probably fighting for a wild card spot at that point. Well, let me, me I I don't think they're totally out of it at that point. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that this could happen or it can happen, but I'm just saying like, I could see them beating Carolina. It's a home game. They don't have to go. It's not in Carolina. True. For what that's worth. Right. It's not terribly far to Raleigh, but I get what you're saying. Right. Um, So then they would come back and now they would be tied with the Eagles, assuming that the Eagles would go out and have that similar layout of a schedule. Correct. The Eagles beat the Giants and Cleveland, lose to Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona, which is what we we were saying, and then beat Dallas and need to beat Washington to get the division. (laughs) You need to win a game to get the seven wins. Can you imagine? Seven, eight, and one. You're NFC East champion. (laughs) (laughs) That is ridiculous, man. And it's totally true. I mean, yeah, good. We'll be working um, relevant Eagles games, and and that's mm-hmm. that's crazy that um to even think and think about that. I mean, they're three, four, and one, mm-hmm. and they're still in. And they're in three, first four, place. Right. <laughs> so there's no Sunday night game that week because they're Saturday games, I imagine. Oh yeah, that's right. The so week Sunday, seventeen. You're right. right. January third. Well, actually, I don't know here. Because it doesn't look like there's any. It looks like everything is being played on Sunday. Maybe mm-hmm. as a result of COVID. I, I don't get that. Does that but, make sense? But, but there's no night game, though. I, I'm I'm pretty sure there's no night game, and there's no Monday night game. No Monday night game. No Sunday night game. Why is that? Well, because I guess they just they want the the season to end basically at the same time for everybody. You know, not to have to wait an extra, you know, play at night or, or play an extra day. Let's look there at week. 16 games played, which makes sense. 32 teams, mm-hmm. 16 games played, and it starts at 1 o'clock Eastern through 425. So, unfortunately, there is no good news for the rest of the country that there's no Sunday night football game because otherwise that would have been flexed in. Yeah, there's no flexing. No. Now, you've got you know, Seahawks, Niners. I doubt that Seattle is fighting off the Niners for the division, although, you know, you never know. Cards, Rams. There's some good games that should at least have some weight to it, but it's wild, as Barrett said, to even think about that. All of a sudden, 2-5 and Washington and 3-4-1 and Philadelphia are going to be fighting for the division at the end of the year. Uh, The rest of the the country be looking at us like we're crazy. Are you guys really, really – Anticipating a great game with these two teams to go in. I mean, because I was—it's like all for not. This is for all the marbles, Barrett. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> this is to hang a banner for the NFC East. <laughs> hey, isn't it? Um, isn't it? Uh, the last time these uh, that the Eagles won. I mean, there hasn't been consistently uh, the, the Eagles winning back to back NFC East titles since McNabb was here, right? I don't think anybody had happened. Since like 2001, maybe or two. Right, right. So to have a consistent division winner is definitely foreign here in this division. We haven't seen it. Right. So it's not like the Patriots dominating for decades. Right. But even still, I mean, this think of the difference 
you're talking about four teams right now that are awful. Meanwhile, the two four two of the three 425 East games on the final day of the regular season feature all four NFC West teams. And you can make an argument, even with San Francisco right now, knowing how banged up they are, that both of those games are going to have division impact on the line. So I don't know the last time we've seen that. Like, think about it. When is the last time we've seen a team that would finish at the bottom of a division still fight for at the very least a wild card, if not for some sort of implications of being a division winner versus the NFC East? You know what I mean? It's like parody in the form of really good and really bad, not necessarily everything across the middle. This is a crazy year when you just look at how the NFC West versus the NFC East are lined up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have stuff like this where a division, you'll have three teams. We've seen that with the AFC West at times, right? Like you'll have three teams compete, mm-hmm. but all four, even see at San Francisco, banged up as they are, they're right. competing for that division. You yeah. don't have that anywhere else. Like you don't have four teams below 500 in a division competing anywhere else. This is just, I mean, it's, this is the damnest thing I've ever seen in my life where we're talking about a team at three, four, and one is a division leader. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely amazing that, you know, this is by first the worst division I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I can see a bad division with one team that's good. Yeah, this is the worst the NFC East has been since right. I was, you know, you know, watching football. I mean, at least, you know, yeah. at least you had, like you said, at least you had one dominant team. Yeah, one dominant Maybe the team. other three stunk. Right. You know, but you had one team that was, you know, a double-digit, you know, winner. AFC East, you yeah. just knew New England was going to win the AFC East every single year. They were always going to be a 10-win team, the dominant team. And the rest of the three have been, you know, poor that whole time. But at least they were dominant. They were winning the Super Bowl. Now, Barrett, this team is terrible. Your boy is no longer able to help Carson. Josh McCown was signed yeah. by the Texans. Yep. So the 41-year-old quarterback whisperer is now with the Houston Texans. <laughs> they, they see worth in it. I mean, I, well, you yeah, guys thought I was playing, man. That too, and, and that's why having Jalen Hurts and Nate Sudfeld on this team was a head-scratcher. Mm-hmm. We need that leadership. That's that's the worst thing that could have happened to us. Now we don't have that. I mean, that's I I don't know who's out there. I mean, McCown was perfect because he knew what was going on here. Mm -hmm. But they backed their way into this corner of having Jalen Hurts on the team. Okay, that's fine. But you still can't have Nate Sudfeld. But they needed somebody that they could actually have come in and and play the position. If, in fact, Carson went down, they clearly don't think that's Jalen Hurts. Right. And and how much leadership or guidance are either one of those players giving Carson? Zero. Zero. Meanwhile, you at least have some stability behind Deshaun down there in Houston that isn't necessarily to fill in for Deshaun Watson, but to help him. I mean, you you need look that whole situation right now is a mess Mm -hmm. because their head coach is gone and you have people trying to fill in this void. But you do need some sort of veteran presence and leadership there to help. Deshaun is not an old man. No, still a young kid. The backup is A.J. McCarron. In Houston. Yeah. And that so, tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the fairness of it. Where- Barrett is devastated. I can see it on his in his face. 
people are really uh, underestimating the power of having somebody on that, that sideline to help them out during Yeah, but he wasn't on the sideline. That's the whole point, right? Right, he, that's what I'm he, saying. He was in Charlotte, North Carolina or something, right? Right. So that they're underestimating the fact that he could have been that guy on the sideline to help him dig himself out of a hole or or give him some positive reinforcement or even tell him, all right, this is what they're doing to you. This is how you combat that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, I've been on teams where you go to the sideline, you're getting cussed out, but they're cussing you out, telling you what you need to do to turn things around. Well, you don't have that. If you can't self-evaluate and see that you need that, it's a problem, man. You got to have somebody to be a check and balance mm-hmm. with you who can see things that you can't see, flaws that are not apparent to you that he can tell what's going on. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's a lot to having a guy that can be that 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 constant consistent constant in your ear yeah, we have i need a man this is what happened 22 hours ago from the washington football team at washington nfl did either of you catch this tweet 22 hours ago this is nearly a day ago we were nearly getting ready for our program no i don't i don't follow the washington football team on twitter wide receiver terry mclaurin is now a team captain okay yeah in his <laughs> second year they wanted everybody to know this in his second year. That's pretty impressive. Well, yeah, but I mean, who? My question is, who? Who were the captains before that? <laughs> yeah, good point. Right, <laughs> Kyle Allen, just because he's the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, because he's probably been there. I mean, like, who the hell was Ryan Kerrigan? Kerrigan, probably. Yeah, he wants well, out. He he tried to get out of there. Yeah, Trent Williams, <laughs> the other guy, he wanted out too. Right. I mean, who are your captains? And and my point of it is, is that McLaurin probably should have been a captain way before this anyway, simply because he's the only or one of the few guys that's out there performing. Right. I just I thought that was really funny. It was just kind of like, <laughs> why in the first place would you put that out? So what do you think is, real quick, and we'll break, we'll come back. We have a busy second hour as we'll look at the Thursday night football game, some college stuff, fake news with Ron Culver, 1225 Eastern time. But I, I wanted to get your mind working on this real quick. We'll talk about it in the break, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, and then end the hour with this as well. But what do you think is the most – like, who do you think is more frustrated with the living arrangement, hmm. Tom Brady or Antonio Brown? Who, between the two of them, do you think is more frustrated on a day-to-day basis about – either the rules and regulations in the house or breaking the rules and regulations in the house. Tom is one of the two. Tom is pissed. He has a babysit somebody, bro. You think so? Oh, no question. He opened up the door. He's been pushing for Antonio Brown to come back since new England. Yeah. Cause he want to keep an eye on him. He want to return on his investment. Okay. Yes. I agree on that. But don't you think that he also is a little aware of how much of a babysitting effort it is? Mm -hmm. Yes. Or That's why know, he's doing it because nobody else could. I think AB is more frustrated. Well, okay, <laughs> let's let's start on that in the break. Middlebrook.com right. slash the middle. We'll wrap the hour next here on the network. You're listening, watching the middle, of course, on Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. 
and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, so I got 5623. All right. <laughs> wow, we are really holding a topic about a 3 4 and 1 team being the top of the division. Yeah, man. Making it to the playoffs. Wow. Well, Navy mm-hmm. also postponed. Huh? Navy and Tulsa. Why is that? Uh, looks like Navy has got some COVID stuff. Clay Matvick and Rocky Boyman. Quarterback, yeah. Davis been canceled. Legend Dr. Jerry Punch was scheduled to work the sidelines. What the hell? Dr. Jerry Punch is back? Yeah, what is that? He used to do uh, NASCAR, too. Yep. What's that it? was like back in – he did the, the stuff back with Ron Franklin and uh, Mike Gottfried. Remember that team back yeah. in the 90s? Yeah. Oh, they were good. They were ESPN, right? Yeah, they were. that was the Saturday night crew. Yeah, yeah, right. And then who uh... – Gottfried was a former coach at Pitt, I think. Who My took God. over? Was it Patrick that took over after that? That uh, Saturday Night Crew. Did that morph into uh, Mike Patrick? Well, he did college, yeah. And before he did Monday Night Football. Right, right. With Theisman. Yes, I thought And he Paul McGuire. McGuire, right. Yeah. But I don't think they did college. I think Patrick did college with. Yes, it was just Patrick who was yeah. doing college. But he was with somebody that I forget who. I think it was Godfrey. Was it? God- okay. On college alone. No, Jerry. You were listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Everyone's temperatures vary throughout the day, so it's important that you screen for fever in the morning and in the evening. Fever is a sign of COVID-19, so stay safe with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. We'll hit fake news coming up in the second hour of this Thursday night game. So, Harriet, before the break, you mentioned that it was Brady you think would be more frustrated. Or no, you think no. Brown. I said A.B. Yes. Because A.B., he's used to a certain lifestyle. Tom has been settled down, shall we say, for a long time now, right? And he's got he's got his routines. It's just minus the wife and the kids in this temporary housing in the Tampa area. A B is A B. He hasn't had he hasn't had anybody to listen to for a long time. He hasn't had any rules to adhere to, you know, since he's been with the Patriots the last time, right? 
Right, so, right. What do, you, what do you think is the most, like, what do you think is the biggest rule that he's breaking or the rule that he's breaking the most that's driving that's driving Brown crazy because Brady keeps having to remind him, look, man, you can't leave your dishes out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like something, something along these lines, like stop leaving these smelly socks all over the place. I, I don't know what it is. You know, the biggest rule will probably be you can't have your entourage around. Yeah. It's just you. You mm -hmm. you're the only person that could be here. Just no you. crew. None of the crew. Yeah, none of the crew. Okay. Well, maybe it's not crew, but maybe it's just a you know, like what if Brown has two or three close friends who happen to be really attractive women who may or may not dance at a club or just, you know, no A B from his travels or whatever it may be. Right. Like, you think you think Brady is sitting there on the like the single the, what do you call it the lazy boy the love seat <laughs> yeah flipping through game film while Brown is trying to do that look at that film too and he's got three women there hanging on him yeah like yeah hey, hey. <laughs> Brady's sitting over like yo can we still look at this film like what's going on here can you imagine that. He's got Doritos sitting on the couch, you know, on the yeah. couch. You know what I mean? Dorito it's... dust all right. over him. <laughs> yes. That's what I mean. He gets up. Brady has to go get the, what is it, the devil thing? The hand devil? Right. Oh, right. Back. <laughs> Thank you for the doodle crumb. <laughs> the dust buster. Yeah, the dust right. That's it. I wow. guarantee he's got a dust buster. He's walking around with a dust buster. Just following AB around with a dust buster. <laughs> look, look, AB. Do you have to bring two Ferraris to the house, man? <laughs> right, you can't right. just drive one. Right. All right. We're back. Hour two on the middle. Coming up, phillyvoice.com. That's too much, man. That's too much. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Just about, you know, no. he doesn't eat strawberries, man. You know, come on. Who doesn't eat strawberries? Brady doesn't. I don't either since then. <laughs> he, he grossed me out. He freaked me out about strawberries. I swear to God. Yeah. What? 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 what I, used to, I used to put him in my smoothie, in my my shakes that I make, mm -hmm. and I don't do it anymore ever since. Because he said there's like worms in them. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, look it up. Huh. Let me look this up. I'm gonna Google Tom Brady strawberries. The quarterback said his diet consists of a lot of fruits and vegetables, but he never eaten a strawberry. I hate strawberries. I just hate the smell. Uh, what else? Can you guys hear that? No. no. This says he just hates the smell. He said it on one of those late night talk shows. The strawberries. That's strange, isn't it? I thought, like, you you think maybe worms, as far as, like, you know, you get them in anything. It's coming from the ground. Oh, there is. A TikTok trend in which people soak strawberries in salt water with tiny worms appearing. Where oh. are these worms coming? Is this something that Brady did and then was like, I'm out on strawberries as a result? Oh, I'm out on them too. I'm out. <laughs> who, who doesn't eat strawberries? And that—that's how fast it took you to go from eating strawberries to not. Yeah, 
Dude, I just saw it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. Tiny worms emerge from strawberries. Damn. Users are supposed to soak the strawberries in a bowl of salted water for about 30 minutes. Once done, tiny little worms identified as fruit fly larvae can be seen crawling and hopping around the strawberry surface. Hmm. I'm out. Bro, I'm out. Yeah. I love strawberries too, but I'm not, I can't do it anymore. Oh. Who would yeah. not eat strawberries? Me now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that has changed everything. Now, again, where was Brady in the chronology of this? Well, he tweeted this or Instagram. I, I think this, I guess this is tw his tweet. Seems like I was right about strawberries all along with a couple of emojis. But And he refers to a USA Today article said, that says bugs and maggots may crawl out of strawberries washed in salt water. This was back in May of 2020. So this is a new phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Which is right around the time I stopped <laughs> imbibing <laughs> strawberries. That's all it took. But, you know, that video alone for me would be enough. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That Are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> no wonder why they dip them in chocolate and other right. The FDA chimed in, it says here, pointing out that it's impractical to grow and harvest raw products like strawberries that are totally free of bugs. Wow. <laughs> hey, so now the FDA is calming people down? No, they kind of joined in the chorus. Oh, I guess I misheard that. All right. Yeah. Why am I not hearing the station? Because we're uh, we're always on mute for oh. the uh, the breaks. That's all. Oh, Just because until we come back, man, yeah, that's that's new info right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Todd, you're looking like yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I'm shocked. I thought I thought. Harry was making some stuff up about Brady and mm -mm. no, because I remember when I first heard, I was like really grossed. I was taken yeah. aback by it because I, you know, put him in my shakes. No more, man. Have you replaced it with something else? No, I use blueberries, but I've always used blueberries too. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you a blueberries guy? Yeah, I'm a blueberries man. Not black. Or red? No. no. If red would be cherry, right? Yeah. Ah. I mean, ah. But, the, you know, the FDA just, it... just said. I'm oh, sorry. You just said every, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, you can't even do, um, harvest any fruit like that or anything like that without bugs being in it. Well, that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying, right? Is this, this can't simply be strawberries. It has to be everything. Yeah, there's probably other ones still. Right? I mean, if you soak a potato in that. Yo, chill, bro. Chill. I got to have my mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. gross me out about <laughs> potatoes. Now, now it becomes real. You That's exactly right. All of a sudden, it becomes real. I see. see I, I got to have my mashed potatoes, bro. I had mashed potatoes last night. Got to have that. Oh, this is interesting, too. The, the, the Vikings have two wins, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. Their win total adjusted is six and a half as well. Same as the Eagles. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
But know, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell to win in their division. No. Not to win their division, but, I mean, Chicago, they, they got some frauds in that division. Hold on. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, second hour here. We have fake news in 19 minutes. More on this Thursday night football game. A bunch of different things, scenarios, props, and other sexy stuff we'll throw out here. You can watch if you're not already. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Follow along on Twitter at bbrook72nbcs at Harry Mays to you at Shander Show. And mention... Before we broke, talking a little bit about this with the Antonio Brown, Tom Brady odd couple scenario in which Brady has been living with Brown, Brown technically living with Brady, if you want to be totally accurate about this. And I wonder, you know, we we mentioned how Brown would be probably more frustrated than Brady simply because Brown's breaking all the rules in the house and Brady has to remind him and that gets old, you know, Mm -hmm. being reminded of rules that you're breaking but you know remember and you talked about this weird eating thing that brady brought to all of our attention now and i think all three of us are out collectively on strawberries but i imagine that brady's cooking up some nasty smelling stuff well first of all i don't think he cooks it he's got a chef in there right yeah right they both they both probably have their own chefs right tb12 chef yeah, yeah, and that stuff's got to stink. <laughs> a lot of kale, turmeric. I yeah. take that every day. Turmeric. I mean, it's like it's nasty stuff, you know. But you got to take it. You got to yeah. do it, man. Yeah. Okay, um, if you're Antonio Brown, and, and I'm not saying he's living off of cheeseburgers or anything. The guy's a specimen. He's in really good shape. But not everybody eats that crap that Tom Brady has his chef process into a meal. So, on top of being told, "Hey, put your feet down. Hey, clean up. Hey, don't eat on the couch. Hey." Make sure you, you know, all these other rules and make sure you make your bed. Right. He's telling them now Brown has to sit through this God awful stench of food being cooked by Brady's chef. (laughs) Tofu. He's like, yo, hey, hey, Tom, can we get some greens in here, man? Please. Come on. Sweet potato. Can we do one night of of DoorDash? (laughs) (laughs) Craven Domino's, man. Please. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Hey. You know, we talk a lot about the Cowboys and the Eagles and even Washington's dysfunction. Giants have thrown their hat in the ring. We'll talk about that some more in the NFL next. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must... um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. 
And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right. All right, all right. I'm actually excited to watch this game. Can the Jets go winless? Well, I that's what I mean. I, I forget where it was. I think it's on Fox Bet. But I think they can. I have two I have two in right now. One um both on Fox Bet. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what the odds were when I got in. Steelers to go sixteen and zero mm-hmm. was plus twelve hundred. The Jets to go zero and sixteen is plus three hundred. So I jumped in on both. Yeah. Why not? Right. Right. But the Jets. I mean, think about it. There's no. There's no taking off when you're tanking. There's taking off when you're trying to be the best team in the NFL because you can rest guys for one week. But if you're trying to lose every single game or you're 0-15, you're not going to start a guy who's, you know, 80%. You probably tell the guy, hey, maybe you don't feel so good this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's still getting paid. Right. Boy, that SMU line is jumping, man. It is jumping. Oh, they had te- uh, Temple, right? Yep. Yeah, my buddy uh, Calibri's on from the Action Network last night, and he's he's big on your boys. So oh, I had, yeah? I had to take him. Really? I had to take K-State plus 12. Oh, your boy. I would say, yeah, because oh, he no, doesn't no, like no. Temple, does Because Temple's no, got no. a lot of COVID issues yeah. with their rosters. He's staying away from that game, but he agreed with by taking him 17 and a half, only because it's it's going to go up. And their best running back, Ramon Davis, just opted out for the rest of the season and is going to transfer. Is that right? What? Yeah, he's a there. stud. Here we go. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know, we were talking about that scenario with Washington and how Washington is the number two odds-on favorite now to win the NFC East. But they're also like the fourth team, I would think. And I'm trying to see if there are any futures up on this for finishing. But they're right there in the top four as far as finishing with the worst record in the NFL. There's not much difference in the odds between Washington winning the NFC East and Washington finishing as the worst team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't put things into further context about how bad everything is right now in the NFC East, I I just, I don't know what to tell you now as as a scenario. And it's one that you can bet on for sure. It's, It's one that's been out there for a little bit. Clearly, from an odd standpoint, they want you to believe that it's more likely the Jets will go 0-16. But both the Steelers, 16-0 at plus 1,200 here in PA, and the Jets at plus 300 locally here, both have, I would think, a, a pretty good likelihood of happening. The Jets, I mean, think about that. The, the Jets would have to screw it up. Like, how are the Jets going to mess this thing up and win a game? Against who are they going to win the game? 
Well, I just looked at I'm looking at their schedule. They've got New England twice, including this week now, right? No way Belichick loses to them. I, I don't think so either. Uh, but then they've got at the Chargers. Chargers find ways to lose games. Yeah, that's Ron's team. And I, I would love to say that, I mean, I'll be rooting for the L.A. Culvers. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. man, I, you're right. That's that's a little bit of a nail biter because I just don't trust the Chargers in the fourth quarter. Like you could see the Chargers up 28-10, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like eight minutes left in the third. There's a lot of uncomfortable Charger fans <laughs> when they're up 18 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Anybody. Right. Um, then they have the Dolphins and the Raiders at home, at Seattle, at the Rams, Browns home at New England. Yeah, I see it. I see a, an 0-8 record there. Do you think they're, they're going winless? Still, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, no question. But really, it's the char- I mean, the Dolphins, I get it. But even still, the Dolphins are only a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite this weekend because of their defense. They're not a terrible team. They made the switch at quarterback, but they're not a bad team. Like, they're just there. They're in the middle right. of the NFL. Right. Like, so like I don't they're better they're than us right Dolphins. now. I'm sorry? Or, because I would say the Dolphins are better than us right now. Yeah, I would I would say that the Eagles are definitely not as good as as Miami. Although, even it's hard to make the argument with quarterbacks because Carson is playing so poorly. They, I, I mean, the Patriots. They have two cracks at the Patriots. Here's the thing: last two games, last three games of the season. We talked about this in the first hour with the Steelers. Look at it from the Jets' standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. The final three games of the season, you're no longer coaching to really win, right? Meaning. You're still calling plays. You're still putting people out there to compete. You're still asking your players to go and play full speed so nobody gets hurt. Right. This goes back to that Jerry Jones comment yesterday about putting people out there that are pretty much going to ensure that even if they go 100%, they're not good enough to win a football game. Right. They they don't have the personnel. Well, what what uh, if they fire the coach with like two games to go, and they get a you know they 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 get a little boost against the Browns because they're playing you know they got the coach fired right, but they still, I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's no lemonade there. I mean there's no lemons there, so you can't make lemonade. I, I would I bet that anything. they go winless. Yeah, yeah well, which I think also and and think about this because Harry, you raised that good point to Barrett about what happens if Gaze is gone. We've already seen that with other teams where even if they're not winning a game, they're competing. Right. Like Atlanta. Yes. And Houston again, where they're not Mm -hmm. winning, but at least they look a little different. I would think that solidifies Gase's job. I think Gase is locked in because the jets don't want to take that chance. The jets don't want to take the chance of firing up Sam Darnold, that defense, (laughs) which isn't terrible. That defense is not a bad unit. Right. And giving them some glimpse or glimmer of hope. By removing Adam Gaze, it's almost like, no, no, no. Adam Gaze is going to ensure that everybody is miserable every single day coming to work. Therefore, we'll continue to lose. And we'll get the number one pick rather than get a little boost, win a game or two, and then lose the number one overall pick to the Giants. Right. That's exactly why Washington is out of this conversation, because Ron Rivera is just not going to allow that to happen. Now, Joe Judge is not Ron Rivera, hasn't been doing it and has that command yet, but did you see what happened? Speaking of which, real quick. Oh, uh, before that, just final thoughts on this. Let's call it right now. 
right? We're halfway through the NFL season. The Jets are 0-8. Do they win another game? Harry, what say you? I say no. What say you? Yeah, I say no, Lombo. So you have them going winless. Barrett, you already hinted at it. You have them going winless? Winless. They're not even going to win a coin toss. <laughs> I mean, honestly, can you imagine if they win, if they beat New England? Maybe that would be it. All right, now we are, we have to factor this in. Belichick will retire if that happened. Well, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because I, I think you're right. If he was actually trying, then yes, it would definitely suffer a huge blow to his ego. But what if the Patriots are out of it? The Patriots don't have anything left. There's no fight left in their sales this year. Last game of the season. It's just get me to the offseason. This is done. They're not fighting for any wild card spot. Hoyer's the quarterback. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But follow me here, though. The Jets have to lose this game in order to secure the number one spot and draft Trevor Lawrence. Otherwise, it's maybe the Giants, Atlanta, some other team, right? Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be total Belichick to find a way to lose that game to the Jets in order to <laughs> screw New York over based off of New England having nothing to play for? I mean, it's a perfect yeah. scenario for Belichick to find a way to lose that game. So Belichick lays down week 17 yes. just so the Jets don't get Lawrence or yes. Trevor Lawrence. Now, <laughs> selfishly, wouldn't you want to keep that kid as far away from you as possible in the division? Absolutely. I I mean, as a fan, yeah, I think that way. I don't know that Belichick really thinks that way, though. Do you? You think no. he's scared of some quarterback at Clemson playing it's for not the Jets? That he's scared. I, I and that's uh, yeah, I agree. That's a, an overstatement to say that he's scared. But I think it just makes life easier if he has to go up against Sam Darnold for two or three more years as opposed to Trevor Lawrence. I would but think it'd be more of the vendetta side of Belichick rather than him being you know, like weary or, or like, man, I don't want the jets to get him. I, he, he's going to be really good. I, it's just like, I hate the jets. I want to screw them. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It, it wouldn't be fully motivated by not wanting Lawrence. It would right. be fully motivated by, Hey, I have a chance to screw over the jets mm -hmm. again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I have a shot right now to take it to really crush the jets right now. <laughs> Could you imagine being a football fan in New York right now between those two teams that they have, the way the city's, you know, going to hell in a handbasket over the last six months? The basketball That's got to be a disaster. Yeah. Well, the basketball teams also. Oh, yeah. The Knicks are brutal. Knicks yeah. have been rebuilding since Patrick Ewing played. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's awful. It's awful. Wow. And, you know, you've got the Yankees where it's one of the few justifiable, if you don't win a World Series or if you don't win, it's a failure type mentalities because of what they've set up mm -hmm. so even still like what a team is good and normally would get praise and accolades they fall short because of the ridiculously high expectations now it's the met fans are all excited because they got a new owner yes steve cohen right not, not steve cohen from sirius, sirius xm no 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 not yet he's <laughs> not is, in that tax bracket yet. this is bazillionaire steve cohen yeah, yeah. absolutely right so we'll hit fake news coming up in five minutes but I wanted to mention that thing just as far as the Jets were concerned and, and see where we are and standing on that as far as if anybody thought that there would be a win. And outside of that last game of the season, I really don't know how they get that victory at all. So that's a pretty safe bet at plus 300, you would think? Mm-hmm. It's kind of no question. I mean, I can, I can imagine being a, a Jets fan. You know, I mean, their fan their fanhood is probably – beat down worse than Cleveland's 
at least Cleveland's been competing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Jets have, oh my goodness. I mean, you had a butt fumbler. You've had just, you just, you've had everything in, in, I mean, come on now. I mean, you yeah. guys saw, they saw what Rich Kotite did here and they still brought up out there and fire and, uh, and, and, and signed them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't yeah. That crazy. Look, man, this, this is kind of the reality of just how bad things are across the board. Oh, so I wanted to mention this before we break. And it was about the dysfunction in the NFC East because the Giants have, you know, Washington, it's just assumed because of the owner that they're chaos. Even when there's not chaos, it's just assumed that there's chaos. We're just not hearing about it. Dallas has been rightfully so the focus of all of our attention. The Eagles continue to give out dysfunction. Carson Wentz named the most disappointing quarterback in the NFL. So there's a lot there. But I missed this until it happened, or at least it came out where Golden Tate, did you see this about Golden Tate? Yeah, his wife. Didn't his wife go crazy on Instagram? Well, she went crazy after he went crazy for not getting the football thrown to him. Right, when he caught the touchdown the other night, he said, throw me the damn ball. Well, he was doing that on the field throughout the game when he wasn't getting thrown to. Okay. So you could see it, and somebody on Twitter put up a couple of clips where Jones wasn't even looking at him through the football and then there is Golden Tate, like jumping up and down, like I'm open, I'm open. Throw mm-hmm. me the damn ball. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he was with the Eagles uh, for that half a season after the deadline when they made the move, and then and the the offensive coordinator, I think it was Grow, said that hey, we're you know we're having a tough time fitting him into the offense. Right. Didn't he didn't get the ball here either. No, they didn't know how to use him. Right. Now to be fair to Tate, when he actually did get the ball, it was a pretty big play that he made. Mm-hmm. But he was removed. He had to sit out. He was removed from practice because of the multiple on-field meltdowns on Sunday. Joe Judge told the dude, just stay home. Wow. told him to stay home. He's not going to be at the walkthrough on Wednesday, but he'll be back and practicing for today. So he's back today. He was not there yesterday. So do you think that this was timed right around the trade deadline where he was trying to get his way out of there? Maybe. Yeah. I I can't blame the guy if he's trying to get the hell out. You see what he did against us. He legitimately was open a good major part of the game. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just couldn't get the ball to him. I'd be mad too. I'd be pissed also. It's wild, right? Yeah, you're right. You would be. I mean, how could you not be? He's wide open most of the time, at least. And that team stinks. So you think if at least if you're going to be bad, be part of it and not just be out there like Amari Cooper was in that Cowboys game this past Sunday. Coming up. Like, yeah, brutal. Sorry. He was bad. He just didn't get the football thrown on. Did he right. have any targets? Yeah, one. in the fourth quarter. Okay. One, if not two. But, yes, it was it was not much. We'll hit fake news with Ron Culver coming up next. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and on SportsMap Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the 
um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. The, the, the middle. This story that Barrett told in the break is ridiculous. And you would think that basic hygiene is kind of necessary. I totally agree with you. I mean, I I did not shower for this show today, but I'm alone here. OK, there's nobody else in the house. You should have beat the crap out of this guy. Bro, it's just it's just him. man. like it's like an unwritten law. If you're over 300 pounds, you at least got to take one and a half showers a day. He wore a jock and he wouldn't wash his pants. And I remember I was telling him, you know, I, every time I think about it, you know, it's, it's crazy. But Bobby Horn would come on the center and they kind of get, you know, they goose the center mm-hmm. and go like this so they know when to snap the ball. He smelled the back of his hand. He said, yo, bro. He went to Ray Rose, hey, coach, you got to do something. Ray's like, what are you talking about? Man, smell the back of my hand. You got to tell Everett he's got to go take a shower. Wow. Come on, man. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. All right, back in a minute. Hey, Aton. Yeah. I just got like all these new followers, right, according to Twitter. And then I looked at my tw- my account. It's still the same place where it's been for the last three weeks. Forty one one fifty. It never. It doesn't yeah. move. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, so they're they're. It's being monitored. It's being monitored and then capped. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just bizarre how they're doing that. But yeah, I, I was in that same boat where the count wasn't wasn't moving at all. No, if if anything, it moves down. Like yeah. you get more followers, you, you can see so and so followed you, so and so followed you, but then you look at your number and it's less than what it was. Right. Yeah. No, the the, <laughs> the capping of it is insane. What a joke this this freaking social media is. Yeah, there's because there's no. I only have fifteen thousand followers, man. I don't, I don't. I'm not on here enough. Hey, that's it, it. At this point, it's not even. Like I don't even think that there's an actual method to it because mm-hmm. you could follow what other people are doing to get likes impressions and all but if you're being capped yeah physically being capped then there's nothing you can do and i know people don't even see the tweets that i put out live from the o'reilly auto Parts studios here's aton shander barrett brooks and harry mays so i i you know we have our chat with john mcmullen coming up at 12 40 eastern time our nfl insider courtesy of Jacob Media and John used to be such an expert when it came to fake news. So mm-hmm. we extended the invite to John to see if he wants to pop on for this segment. Maybe he'll jump in late, maybe not, but we can't really wait for him. Now, to be fair, I sent the invite a little late. Mm-hmm. So it's on me. But Ron has three stories. As you know, not all of them are real. One is real. Oh, pardon me. Two are real. One is fake. Take it away, sir. Go ahead. You guys ready? We oh, are. Yep. My, I got to get my pen and paper ready, man, because I'm. I noticed I have to start. Come I got to start man. writing stuff down, man. You know, there's, there's certain the things you say. Time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're ready. The people of Garrison and Washburn, North Dakota, used their votes proudly as they elected a dead man to represent them in state Congress. Well, is that better than actually having a dead man vote? for somebody in Congress. Mm-hmm. That happened are, too. Yeah, Both are happening right now as we speak. So right. This is where? Wisconsin? North, North Dakota. Dakota. North Dakota. Did they think that nobody would notice because it's North Dakota? Maybe. Yeah, people knew he was dead. 
still voted him in over whoever he was running against. Boy, how bad do you have to be to lose to somebody who's dead? Right. It says a lot about the opponent, doesn't it? Yeah, that I people would so. rather vote in a dead guy who's six feet under than vote for you. Right. Right. And here's another thing, too. Nobody else wanted that either. Nobody wanted that job because all you would need to be is literally somebody else. You would need to have. <laughs> think about it. You all you would need to do to win that election that have race, a pulse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Have Otherwise, a pulse and put your name on the ballot, and you're in. A dead person beat out the live living person, so that living person couldn't win it. The dead person isn't even alive, so they couldn't sit. All you would need is Harrison would be a pulse. Now that's clearly believable, right? Any yeah. issues with that story before we move on? No, I, I, I'm tending to believe that story. Me too. Me yeah. Too. Story number two. Despite being accused of being a sexual predator and having to apologize for making a racist racist statement last month, Madison Cawthorn was still able to win his election to Congress. Now, is this the 25-year-old young man in the wheelchair? I have no idea. Hmm. Where was the statement made? What state? What was the statement? I'm not, I don't know what the statement no, was. No, where, where, where? Oh, I think on social media. Okay. Something. Okay. Can do me a favor. Read me that headline again real quick, because I, I think I've, I've heard or read this story. I Despite came by being accused of being a sexual predator and having to apologize yes. for making a racist statement late last month. Madison Cawthorn was still able to win his election to Congress. I okay. believe that too. So this is true. And I know this, I, I believe I should say this to be true because I, I read how this guy is 25 and he was the youngest person elected in the history of our government in in the House, right? Mm-hmm. Or Congress, technically. And well, the House. He's not I, a senator. No, he's he's a rep. Yeah. So I started to read on that because I saw, again, in, in the headline, the allegations, the racist allegations and the sexual predator stuff. And it's stuff that came up in the whole campaign thing. So. What state? I think this is I think it's Florida. I think it's Florida. But now I can't remember. I just always want to blame Florida. Yeah, I do. I do. But I remember being like, oh, my goodness, you know, what's going on here? 25. I mean, come on. Everybody ripping AOC for being 29. And this kid is 25. And then I looked and I was like, oh, man, well, he's in a wheelchair. And then I looked again and it was like, wow, there's some pretty serious allegations. Now, some of that stuff is just campaign slander. Some other stuff is, you know, he ad- admitted to it. So who knows? But all of I'm saying is, is that I believe just so you guys know, I believe this story to be true Mm -hmm. because you heard it before. because I read it. And I want to say that's what I read was that this is the name of the young man, 25 years old. Again, I've been wrong 50 times a week on this show, but I'm trying to give you a little bit of an edge here. Barry. Right. I would tend to believe the story anyway. All right. Story number three. A Florida man was able to get elected to his state assembly simply by his name. He literally did nothing to campaign for his position. Here we are in Florida again. Well, what's his name? Or is that given away? No, Jeff Davis. Is, who's the most famous Jeff Davis there is? I thought maybe it would be like... You know, not no, Seth no, Davis. No, Jeff Johnson. Jeff Johnson. Not no, John not, Johnson. No, not John Johnson. Not Jeff Dustin Johnson. Johnson. No. All election stories. Yeah. Just uh, a little bit of fun with it today. 
Sometimes I do this, you guys. You got to be. Oh yeah, he that. has a theme. Sometimes I theme it up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think we're down to story one and three. I think yeah. we'll, we'll use the fifty-fifty on that. I'm I'm gonna bet money that story two is true, unless Ron added some crazy technicality. I don't do that. You always say I do that, and I never do that. <laughs> I'm gonna say story three is the fake news. All right, why? Um, well, because. The, the other story in story one is in North Dakota. And I would think that they would have no issue voting for some dead old, like, cowboy up there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to go three. John Johnson or whatever his name is. Jeff Johnson. Jeff Johnson. Um, I'm going to say that's false. Fake news. Okay. Barrett? I, I'm going to go with the sexual predator. Because I'm telling you, you. I'm telling you. I read that story. No. And he's a racist. I mean, that's that's just double trouble. That's just double getting his ass whooped if I see him. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> These are allegations, Barrett. This, this right. is just allegations. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to Yeah. <laughs> Just, all right, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to let you know <laughs> that I've read this story, and that's how I know about the allegations, and I know about the guys. You think I, that's just a random detail that you attribute to somebody? Oh, he happens or she happens to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> like, that's something that jumped out at me. Well, so, how, how's he? A, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, well, he was elected as as a official, but I the the thing is is that when I click on the story because I saw the headline and I clicked on the story and there's a huge giant fat picture of him sitting in his chair smiling that you know they just won. So I was reading down and that's why I connected it. 25 years old, young man, youngest to be in the house and he clearly is in a chair and all the allegations that came during the campaign. Uh Man, this is tough. I like I like where Harry's going, but see again, story three, that name. I'm I'm hung up on the name. I'm hung up on how normal and, and just easy to believe that name is. Mm. You said story three is fake, correct? That's what I went with. Yeah. You gonna mush me again? Yeah, my no, my gut says one. My gut says one. I I say story one. Barrett says story two. Harry says story three. Ron, what's fake? And the winner goes to Harry. Ah, oh. I told you, Barrett. See, that's Number what three. I'm most disappointed about is that you wouldn't listen to me, man. I story, told you I read here, that story. Here we go, real quick. Story one and two are both true. Story number three is actually the plot for the Eddie Murphy film, The Distinguished Gentleman. Ah. <laughs> John McMullen next. That's great, man. I love it. Good work, Culver. <laughs> oh, goodness. The, the, middle. the middle. This story that Barrett told in the break is ridiculous. And you would think that basic hygiene is kind of necessary. I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I did not shower for this show today, but I'm alone here. Okay, there's nobody else in the house. You should have beat the crap out of this guy. Bro, it's just, it's just him, man. Like, it's like an unwritten law. If you're over 300 pounds, you at least got to take one and a half showers a day. He wore a jock and he wouldn't wash his pants. And I remember I was telling him, you know, I, <laughs> every time I think about it, you know, it's, it's crazy. But Bobby Horn would come on the center 
and they kind of give you know they boost the center mm-hmm. and go like this so they know when to snap the ball. He smelled the back of his hand. He said, "Yo, bro." He went to Ray Rose. Hey, coach, you got to do something. Ray's like, "What are you talking about, man? I smell the back of my hand." You got to tell Everett he's got to go take a shower. Wow. Come on, man. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill. For each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation, and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the Um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. I can't believe they have a pervert and a racist. Well, you read the story and it's uh, a lot of it. It was like they were going back and forth. They were both being accused of being racist. And Mm -hmm. it was um, the the one thing was the predator thing where he Mm -hmm. was like, well, you know, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Um. But it, it sounded like the guy who accused him, uh, it was like a preemptive, oh, that guy's racist, because it sounded like he was being accused. Oh, North Carolina. Sorry, not Florida. Thank you, Ron. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, can you call John? I'm sorry, Ron. Please. You need me to call him? Yes, please. Yeah, I'll do it right now. Thank you. This is the middle. On the sports map radio. I'll let you know when he's on. I Thank rocket you, mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right. We await our NFL insider, John McMullen. This line has moved up to seven and a half. Something about this game, I, I just, I cannot, I refuse honestly refuse to believe that the Packers are just going to walk away with this thing. It seems too easy to take the Packers, yeah, doesn't it? Really? Really? Yeah, but I, I can't take the other side, so to me, it's a stay away. See, that, that that's I, see that's why I, I could never be a good better, because all that stuff you guys are saying, it makes sense when you say it, but I never even thought about even thinking about it. I mean, I'm thinking that, all right, they have all these guys that are not playing, mm-hmm. but then you guys say, well, the money is, is is not pointing in that direction. I don't know what that means. The money's not paying in that direction. But I'm like, well, all their star players are hurt or not playing. So right. why wouldn't they get blown up? And then you had a, the Packers. The Packers, you know, although they don't have their running backs, they've been embarrassed the last two weeks. So they're going to be pissed off they got embarrassed. So I would right. say, all right, I'm going with the Packers. 
Yeah. Well, think but that's, about that's the wrong logic, though, right? No, 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 not necessarily. I mean, look, the books aren't always right. And right. people hit 55, 60 percent and call it a good week for a reason, because it's hard to be much higher than that. But my point of it is this. If you forget the forget the odds and forget the line, just look at this game tonight, Baron. What is the final score? And you don't even need to be down. Like nobody's going to hold you. Oh, you said it would be 28. Good to go. Just look at it real quick. We'll bring on John McMullen in, in two seconds here. But what just looking at this without numbers, without lines, without betting, anything like that, how bad did the Packers win tonight? I'm thinking at least 32 to 32 to 16 or something like that. That's a yeah. double digit blowout. Right. Which I yeah. think a lot of people believe. Right. Yeah, and, and and that's why when you start to add the line and start to talk a little bit more about it, it just confuses. That's all it's meant to do is add confusion to the situation. Oh. <laughs> always wins, huh? Well, not always, not always, and that's why is is again. It, it this is far. This is the farthest thing on the planet from an exact science. John McMullen is our NFL insider at JF McMullen. I could follow him on Twitter. It is the middle. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Let's look at tonight. No reason to think otherwise. This game will be played. Do you agree with Barrett that this is a blowout waiting to happen? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, you see all the issues going on with the 49ers. And let's be honest. I mean, this new intensive protocol from the NFL, that's what they're calling it. I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish, but you see what's going on. And you and I, Aton, specifically have talked a lot about competitive balance, competitive equity. I've said a lot, of, a lot of times, that's out the window. Forget about it. And this is a perfect example. If this game was on Sunday, it's looking like a false positive for Kendrick Bourne. Then you have players like Trent Williams and, and Brandon Aya. They would have played on Sunday. Right. They can't play tonight. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is a joke. I loved your tweet this morning because you uh, you quote tweeted a 49ers beat guy who was listing all the players that are out for tonight. And you're like, why are we playing this again? Oh, yeah, TV rights. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the only reason they're going through. I mean, look. We just went through this. We're still going through this presidential election, so we know about hypocrisy in this country. But NFL, I, I mean, they act like they're they're trying to keep the players safe, keep the fans safe, the coaches. No, it, it's it's a PR hurdle. They feel they have to go through, but at the back end of it. They want those TV rights. Mm-hmm. So they're going to play these games come hell or high water. Well, considering the fact that uh, they benched their quarterback, but he's he's hurt now, but, you know, the 49ers. But, you know, looking forward at Green Bay and, you know, how A-Rod has, hadn't played as well. I mean, that's just going to double, you know, his animosity to go out and, and make sure he, there's no question who's the better team. And that's why I think it's going to be more than a double-digit win. You know, I mean, where are you thinking as far as, you know, A-Rod, his game, and how they're going to go about winning it, especially with no running backs? Yeah, I think Aaron's a little bit upset. Hey, you go all the way back to the draft. He wanted a wide receiver. They drafted his heir apparent, which doesn't make any sense for a team that should be a Super Bowl contender. 
Then you're looking at the trade deadline. They were talking about Will Fuller, who's a, who's a Philly native, uh, and it would be a great speed threat. Um, and they didn't get that done. So I think, you know, if you look at the larger picture, I think Aaron played, played pretty darn well uh, against Minnesota last week. It just happened to be a Dalvin Cook game. Uh, in the way he's performed all season with the receivers he has, which isn't much outside of Devontae Adams, I, I think he should be in the MVP conversation. Obviously, Russell Wilson's at the top and Patrick Mahomes, but Rodgers has been every bit as good. He's He's been great this season. And, yeah, he's going to – I mean, that's a team that's crippled by injuries, by COVID, by everything else. I, I don't see any way the 49ers even put up a fight. Well, this thing just came down a couple of minutes ago. Bourne's test that came back positive Wednesday was negative today. And according to Adam Schefter, John, there have been 104 instances this season of a positive one day and a negative the next. And it has been proven positive 101 of the 104 times with further testing. So the chronology, as we know, is already problematic. And then you add this. There's just back to what you were saying about how easy it is for them to do this for PR slash TV money. It doesn't even look like the plan that they're implementing is even working from from a high percentage standpoint no not at all uh and i you know maybe the better example of that is matthew stafford who because of the timing um this week and obviously that's starting starting quarterback uh but they play on sunday now he didn't test positive but he's in the intensive protocol because he was around somebody who who tested positive so he can't practice all week hmm. But if everything goes to plan, he can play on Sunday after not having a week of preparation. Which, again, if you think about the larger picture, this league isn't concerned about getting prepared for these games, what the product looks like, nothing. Just get it out on the field, dress it up so you can get the check, and by the way, the NFLPA is part of that as well, because that's the reason they're not fighting any of this, mm-hmm. because everybody wants that money. So it is both sides. But I, I, it's, it's clear that the health and safety of the people involved is far secondary to the public relations part of this. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. All right, John, let's get it to the Eagles here because we were talking about this for a good portion of the show. Their, their adjusted win total uh, was moved from 9.5, where it began the season, to 6.5. They currently sit at three wins. And we were looking through this schedule, and it is no lock to get to seven. What, what do you think about that number, and do you think they surpass uh, – do, do you think they get to at least seven wins? I, I do. I, I do think they'll get to the over for the reason I, I think they're going to run the table in the NFC East, mm. and that's three. That's three. Yeah. And then you just got to get one more. Right. Yeah. You know, there's going to be games. Look, Cleveland's a better team. Arizona's a better team. But remember, the Eagles are going to get back Zach Ertz. They're going to get back Miles Sanders. Hopefully, Lane Johnson's ankle issues and knee issues can calm down to where he's out there more consistently. And at that point, they're an average team, at least. 
And I think they can steal one of those games. So I, I do think it's more likely you're going to get a seven or eight win NFC champion, which is ugly. But I think that ugly team is going to be the Eagles. <laughs> Speaking of ugly, you know, our quarterback play was, you know, sometimes it looks ugly. Sometimes it looks, you know, phenomenal. Um, who is Carson at this point? You know, it seems like the order he gets, the worse he's getting or, you know, or he'll play one quarter, be lights out, and then he'll play quarter, two quarters like he's a rookie quarterback, and then he'll play the last quarter when he's playing hero ball and, and, and you know, play like he's an all-star. You know, who is Carson, you know, in your eyes right now? I think that's what he is. I think he's helter-skelter. You know, I, I was looking at some of the outside observers. A lot of people don't like pro football focus. They have him, I think, rated, rated 31 out of 36. Uh, and the only people he's ahead of are guys like Sam Darnold and Dwayne Haskins, who's been benched backups like Nick, Nick Mullins and Andy Dalton. And I said, if you want to look at football outsiders, they say he's the worst starting quarterback besides Sam Darnold. So that's how he's played. He's, he has more turnover-worthy plays, as they call them, than anybody else in the NFL. And number two is 10 under him. That's how bad it's been. Hmm. And it's funny you use that term, Barrett, hero of football, because I'm, I'm writing something for Sports Illustrated today, and that's the exact term I use. If you go back to December of last season, when it was Greg Ward and Boston Scott and Josh Perkins and Deontay Burnett, Carson Wentz was just being a game manager. People hate that terminology. But that's where we are. He's got to turn back into that and stop trying to be Brett Favre. He's not Brett Favre. Mm. It's not. No. John, as you look around this weekend, knowing that the Eagles are off and it's a nice rest for all of us that we don't have anything really to bitch and moan and complain about, which home dog has a better shot of winning? I don't worry. I forget about the spread or anything. Just, just winning. Who has a better shot of beating the favorite coming to town? Is it Buffalo hosting Seattle or Indy hosting the Ravens? Well, I think it's Indy because I, I really wow. like their defense. Yeah, I, 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 I just like the way they're playing on the defensive side of the football. And if you're in the game, you can win the game. So I, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination Buffalo can't win either, but I think it's more consistent if you can play good defense. And remember, there's not a lot of teams in this league in the modern NFL, especially this year in the COVID world, that play consistently good defense. So if you can do that and stay in a game and it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter, you got a chance to win it. Awesome, John. Look, we appreciate it, man. We're running out of time, so thank you as always. We'll chat. On Tuesday, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the bye week. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. That's John McMullen. Yeah, you got to follow him on Twitter, too. He's good. At JF McMullen, right, Eitan? Absolutely right. Yeah. All right, we'll break. We'll wrap the hour next and probably have to sneak in this Notre Dame game at some point. Do we have time on a football Friday? I think we do. All right. Well, yeah, we'll we, we'll, next. We'll... Go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Get it out. Get no, it out. go ahead. I I insist. All right. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And of course, you could watch and listen on Sportsmat Radio. 
The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, two minutes. Oh, jeez. All right, we got that damn thing. Probably like 20 seconds now. 56, 10. 6, 10. Right. Say what now? No, I'm just trying to figure out when we're back. Yeah, you guys bullied me into getting an Ethernet cord. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get it? It, it arrived this morning. Oh, it did? To, yeah, but I, I have it jack legged up now, going out a window, going across, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> trying to get up to my house, so, oh, so I gotta fix it. I gotta fix it this weekend, but it's gonna be jack leg for the next two days. Fantastic. But I gotta still, I gotta make sure I get it right. You know, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what you do? Then while I was there, I was like, you know, let me get a green screen. Also, I got a green screen. Then I got a mic cover too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So you don't hear. The, so you don't hear. The <clears throat> you know what I mean? Right. I'm making strides in this uh this digital age. You know what I was just thinking, man. The digital age is definitely different, man, because uh half the people in the NFL would not have made it through. Yeah. Made it through this stuff, you know, with camera phones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You are listening to The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry. All right, so final couple of minutes here before we head into a little bit of overtime. We also have Thursday night football. We'll jam everything in on Friday from a couple big games as well as the all the NFL stuff you can handle on Friday. I don't think there's anything else going on. Uh, maybe if we can't see the problem with Friday is that we won't have any time to talk about the undoing. All right. You know, because we have so much football that we're going to force Notre Dame Clemson into the conversation. Now, what right. happens this week? 
What happens on Sunday night? On Sunday night. There has to be some, like there are only four episodes left. So there has to be some major big reveal or push Mm -hmm. that happens in this episode. Well, you keep saying it's going to be, it's going to be like a pandemic or something. Yeah. Teased in this preview write up. Yeah. They teased that. So So, something hits. Yeah. I think, I think they got to start delivering on that. Aton. I'm with you. I think this is going to be a big episode. Yeah, I can't wait. In the preview, it showed Hugh Grant in jail. Mm-hmm. Well, she called the police on him. Well, no, no, no. I know, I know. But my point of it is, like, is Grant now in prison? Does is he get bailed out? Like, how? I, I don't know. Outside of the pandemic, something needs to happen as well. Unless the pandemic itself is just causing all this chaos and making life difficult. But it seems as if the police de- don't believe her. Right? I get that right. feeling. Well, yeah, the one cop, especially the yeah. guy with the beard, and the and the his partner, the poor man's Bobby Bacala. Bobby Bacala. I don't know if Bobby Bacala cares. You think he's just there for for effect? He's just collecting a check, hoping he doesn't get shot. Who do you well, think? Who do you think killed her? Let's go. Like, wait, we did predictions on the Jets finishing zero and sixteen at zero and eight. So this is the way too early. Like Donald Sutherland has to be involved more than just a voice. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't cast somebody of that magnitude to play that role, right? Right. He's got a great wrinkled face too, <laughs> doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He does. And the, and the hair is great. Like that's how I envision my hair if I get that old. If you get Sutherland old, you know, you're like white, really. nice and white and long. Because yep. I got kind of long hair anyway. You think Sutherland killed her to prevent the shame of the family? Maybe. I was thinking she did at first, just blacked out. Mm-hmm. She had fantasies about her. I was thinking that, but I, 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 what, what about the kid? I mean, that's her son's stepbrother, right, or or half brother, right? Wow. I mean, if the kid did it, that would be something out of nowhere. Yeah, we need I to would... get back to those fantasies too. We're back on a Friday, <laughs> football Friday. It's the middle. Yeah, you think there's going to be. You think there's going to be any flash scenes of Matilda? Oh, there has to be. <laughs> You're betting on it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what, well, I mean, think about it. Who else would it be at this point? They've pretty much only given us one person that it could be. Unless, Well, it's the girlfriend, the lawyer, the blonde. She might have been involved in it. Yeah, she she was awful yeah. um, nonchalant about everything that was going on, even mm-hmm. though she knew. And that's supposed to be her girlfriend, too. Why wouldn't she say anything? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be cool and tight, right? Right. She kept the secret from. Yeah, from, she kept the yeah. secret from. Yeah. I mean, you know, technically it's. Attorney-client privilege. Right. Yeah. And she's talking to a uh, shrink. So, you know, Kidman has client privilege as well. So maybe. But, yeah, it, it does. It does seem odd. Like, that's one thing, too, it, it, that seems kind of weird about that, is that it just became so rushed for Kidman. Like, this was just this huge reveal, like, all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. your husband cheated on you, most likely had a kid with the same woman who now has entered your life and has been murdered. So I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a lot to process. Yeah, and, and it seems like it's, and then again, like. That's what brought you in, though. That's what brought me in. That made me a believer now. That's why I watch it now because of that. Because of that, but even yeah, still, like what what you said though, Barrett, just now, and and this is where I'll defer to you on it is, even to that regard of 
everything happening so fast, it does kind of open up the door of, well, everybody around you knew about something. Why didn't you? Maybe she did. Right. Like, right. You know, I don't know. She blacked out. What would it be? Well, you know, I mean, everybody knew. So, I mean, all our girlfriends are laughing at her. And if she didn't know, she she would she probably went through some kind of psychosis. And, you know, what I'm saying she was already dreaming about her anyways. You know what I mean? So went through a psychosis episode. She just kissed her and all of a sudden, bam. All she knows is this. It's finally going to come back to her. That would yeah. Be something. I don't know that I'm going to see the episode on Sunday night, though. No, that's fine. You don't. This need Tampa Bay New Orleans game with AB coming yeah. in is pretty good. No, I, I gotta watch that. Yeah, I'll I'll check you guys on a. I'll pull you. I'll pull you, Harry. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch it on a Monday morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong, but the game is going to take priority. I'm just saying, as far as the the episode airs Sunday night, that's why I said Sunday. Yeah, night. yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know, whenever you watch it, you watch it. But I, I just, I feel like. You know, you really have, how many suspects do you have? You have Kidman, you have Hugh Grant. And, and mm-hmm. again, it's almost now they've set it up to where if it's Hugh Grant, aren't you a little disappointed? It's too, yeah, that's too easy. Unless it's not part of the story, meaning unless it's not meant to be a murder mystery so much as it's meant to be. But again, they kind of built it up as a mystery. The Donald Sutherland character is is very intriguing, yep. though. Yep, he's like a he's like a short line. It doesn't yep. make sense when you look Be- at it. Because if that's the case, then he knew, and he didn't tell her either. You know, yeah. I mean, if he's trying to, to kill this woman to save the family's embarrassment, then he was aware of the kid, and he never exposed it. No, that's the thing. Is no nobody exposed it, and it's once again the only person who's in the dark is Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. right? Right. Or her, her husband too. Her husband. Who? Hugh Grant. No, I'm talking about the, the, the dead girl's husband. Yeah, he seems to be like a non-factor in all of this. Mm-hmm. Right, because, but how did he not know about that? Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it, again, his whereabouts, according to that woman, were taken care of. Or mm-hmm. accounted he had an alibi, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. You know, I'm looking at this TB12 a meal plan. It's got to be awful. It looks pretty good. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I, how would how'd you like this, Aton? Her herb roasted chicken and vegetables or roasted chicken breast with lentils and kale. Now, the lentils and kale is too much. Yeah? yeah. You don't like a nice lentil? Nah. <laughs> I'm out on lentils. Yeah? These and lentil I can do without. Shredded beef and rice bowl. Chicken satay with cilantro, rice, and broccoli. It's a nice item. You know, it does look pretty good. Yeah. It looks very good. I'm looking at it, yeah. What are they spicing it up with? You know, what what type of seasoning are they using? Cilantro, I told you. Yeah, I don't know. It it sounds like it'd stink up the kitchen. (laughs) You know? And I'm out. I'm out on that. Antonio Brown's like, man, I'm just trying to eat my cereal. (laughs) You know, you, you've got some like, what is it? Those those huge eggs that are really hard to get, like not pterodactyl eggs, but they're that, right? What? You know, you can get like gigantic condor eggs. You can condor get, like, eggs. Yeah, you can get like a condor get, they're, egg omelet. They're endangered species. Are they they a damn, yeah, you can't eat a condor egg. Maybe a, 
ostrich egg or emu egg or something like that. Maybe an ostrich egg, too. But you can eat a condor egg. I'm not one to eat a condor egg, man. It's hard enough eating regular eggs. I'm telling you, man. Red Dead Online. Oh, that's a video game. That's Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Condor egg location is killing me. I I looked up condor egg, and I'm stuck in these chat rooms about Red Dead Redemption. (laughs) (laughs) You you used to play that. Yeah, I, I did until I, I ran through it. I ran yeah. through it in like two days. Oh, and yeah. It was really it was disappointing because I just I blew through the game and there was nothing left. And it was like, all right, now what do I do? Yeah, you, you used <laughs> to play that when you lived in the apartment in Conchi. Yeah, I would have that with the live Twitch stream going. Right. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. It's on. Uh, it's at my shop, NBC Sports Philly. Mm-hmm. They're saying that, uh, they were thinking about bringing in Vic Beasley. He's been a bust. Well, he's not really a linebacker, though. That's what I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 a a rush in. Yeah, right. He's a 3-4 linebacker, a rush in slash Mm -hmm. uh, stop the run linebacker. But that's the thing. Like, they don't really, uh, of all the things and issues that they've had this year, rushing the passer hasn't really been a problem. No. Their DMs have played pretty well, I would think, right? Yeah. I mean, mean, guys are stepping up. He was released, right? Didn't Tennessee release him? Yeah, his, yes. his, his yeah. contract like nine point five million, nine million or something. Yeah, so yeah. he's yeah. out there. I mean, he's definitely out there. I, you know, I would. Here's the thing: I would take him, but I just don't think the Eagles need him. Does that make sense? Well, I wouldn't take him because why would they bring him in? They don't need him, and they're three, four, and one. I can't get past that record. Three, four, and one. Mm-hmm. They beat the Giants. They're four, four, and one. Doesn't that sound better? <laughs> Yeah, four, four, and one. We're not under five hundred anymore, Barrett. You're gonna beat the Giants. We're a mediocre team, right? Yeah, they are. Now the NFL debunks that Bourne had a false positive, so Schefter's is going back and forth with the NFL right now. Oh yeah, you you got you got juice when you can do that. Yep, we've got a game tonight. That game will go, and. I just I, I don't know. Part of me just wants to to ride with Barrett and McMullen and say this is going to be a blowout waiting to happen. But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel right. You know, just doesn't yeah, sometimes right. it is just black and white, though. And you got to just say, hey, look, this other team has nothing. They're going to get their asses kicked. Yeah, that's true. I did get them at two and a half. So I. Can't oh, you did. Well, that's what it opened up on Sunday night at. Oh, it did? It's two and a yeah. half. What is two and a half? It, it, that the Packers were only laying two and a half points, so they only needed to win by three. And then it, everything changed because the Niners came out with those injuries and it jumped up, and then it was taken off the board because of the COVID stuff, and it came back at seven and a half. Mm. So, so you're I, good right now. You're good. Yeah, you're, I mean, I, I, exactly. Yeah, you're good. Five points of value, so I'm okay there. You can't put any more money on that? That number you can't no, go back. Not the two and a half. No, That's no, no, gone. It's over. Well, you can still get it seven. The value is gone, my friend. Well, you Man. love them. You'll probably take them up to ten, and I get that. I, I would. I definitely. I definitely put a thousand on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. There you go. There's. The, we'll end on that note. Betting advice <laughs> from Brooks. Bet with Brooks. I'll definitely put a thousand on the Packers minus ten tonight. We'll see if that thing hits. <laughs> All right. We're back on a football Friday. Thank God we don't have an Eagles game to talk about. But we'll still mention some stuff regarding the Philadelphia Eagles and just how bad this division is. But we'll run through everything, including 
couple of big games. I'm telling you now, I'm already on K-State. I took the 12. I'm rolling K-State at home against Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Get in where you fit in, all right? Don't put a 1,000 on it, though. No, no. no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't all right, fellas. your money. All right. all right. We're back tomorrow. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your night. It's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And, of course, on Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.